Making car audio. I tune in, tune in, tune in, This week in car audio, audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about bass? Talking about chips? Talking about rings? You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. The show about to start. Start. Tune in, 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 tune in. This week in car audio. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio with your host, Doug Stockton to Judge, and your co-host, Jeffrey Welcome Fernandez. Oh, it is me. No, it isn't me. Somebody's got it playing in the background. And I don't know who it is. Somebody's got, uh, <laughs> needs to turn their thing down. All right, guys. Hey, welcome this week. We're going to do something a little different here. Uh, let me finish getting this thing set up. But uh, this week we are going to – oh, yeah, I was going to turn on my light here, make me look more bright and special. Um, we are going to uh, have a rules discussion. So let me share this to my Facebook – or sorry, not my Facebook, but the pop-out chat. There we go. All right, let me share this to – um db drag jeffrey how was your weekend hey. sir oh it was good it was kind of long but uh, it was pretty fun how was your turkey day <laughs> oh it was good i uh, spent it with the in-laws and in, uh what they call uh deep east texas deep east so <laughs> i think that i thought that that's just what they would call it but i guess that's really the term for where they are in texas is deep east texas <laughs> I heard the All newscasters right. talk about it. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's what it's called. But, I guess uh, that's where you're I, at. It was, uh, it was quaint. Uh, uh, it was fun. It was nice. Um, of course, uh, the weekend, a couple of days after Turkey Day, uh, I did the Audio Olympics 2022 event down there in Houston, Texas, uh -huh. which was uh, really fun. It was a two-day event. I don't, I don't uh, host too many uh, two-day events, so this was. Uh, it was kind of cool. I should do more of them often because it just seemed like it was more laid back and relaxed. You know, we had people qualify on day one and, you know, not have to worry about uh, bracketing till the uh, the following day on Sunday, which was uh, which made it kind of cool and, you know, kind of stretched the day out, um, gave yep. myself and a lot of the competitors time to uh, check out uh, other features of the event. And, uh, you know, it was really cool overall, uh, a, a fun time. Wish we could have uh, Paul talk about it, but <laughs> he, uh, he he had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, uh, Audible Carnage was there, uh, another organization, Sound Off organization. Uh, he also had a demo uh, competition where he had uh, Chris Kyle, uh, also known as uh, Mr. 15 Hertz, a, a friend mm -hmm. of the show. He's been he's been on the show. Uh, yeah. He was the one who was uh, in charge of uh, judging uh, the demo portion of the event, and man, those guys. They try. They try to kill. <laughs> they try to kill that guy in their vehicles. They were, uh, you know, turning it up full blast, turning it up really low, really high frequencies, and uh, all for uh, all for you know bragging rights and a and a huge trophy that they gave out at the end. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yep. Yeah. So our uh, guest speakers this uh, tonight is uh, Tennessee bass racer 
Mr. Chris Ga Gregory, and uh, Rob Culler, Mr. I'm loud as hell. I mean, not as yeah. loud as his teammate, but he's loud as hell. All right. Uh, how was yours, uh, Mr. Gregory? How was your turkey day? Oh, fabulous. Spin it, spin it with the family. That's what it's all about. That's cool. Uh, do you have the Tennessee uh, base races over there? Uh, I mean, we're uh, we're start. We actually finished up our Toys for Tots event and are taking a little bit of a break. You know, letting everybody spend time with the families and all that stuff. A uh, bunch of us all get together for a little bit of you know feasting and stuff next weekend. Okay. But other than that, we're kind of on a break. Awesome. And how about you, Mr. Rob? How was your uh, Thanksgiving and all that stuff? Um, it was pretty good. We went and spent it. We don't have no family down here per se, but we got well, we got family, the friends, family type of right. people. But we went there and and uh, spent the day with them and a bunch of people. Um, it was good. It was good. So. Okay. Um, I think I got DB Drag on here. Um, did I miss it? I just want to make sure I have, I'm live on the DB Drag site. There we go. I'm going to hit that one one more time just in case. All right. Um, so, guys, uh, people watching this, um, uh, first off, I want to thank our sponsors. Once again, we have Pun Customs out of uh, Minnesota. We have lots of Watts apparel. We have... Crossfire Car Audio, Stolman Transportation, LLC. If you guys uh, want to support us, also support the people that support what you like to watch. All right, guys. So this is what I need from our spectators today. We are live on Facebook and YouTube both. So share, like, do all that stuff. Uh, we appreciate that. So here's what the uh, spectators are supposed to uh, give us today. We need to know from you guys what classes what rules you like to change and then Jeffrey myself um, Chris and Rob will discuss those rule changes and see if they may be a good fit for DB drag or they were not hopefully the goal today is to come up with a gem that we can probably even present to Wayne as uh, one of our upcoming rule changes so uh, Chris had a suggestion right before we came on live and I said hey hold that till we get going so uh, let's talk about, um, kind of present to us uh, what, what your suggestion is, Mr. Gregory. Well, I'm, I've always been about growth because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm tapping on 50, uh, 50 years old, and my wife keeps telling me I can't keep doing this forever. And we have <laughs> to bring in new people. Yep. Um, I mean, it's it's awesome to see, you know, the veterans continually competing and supporting the format. But if we don't get the new guys in and coming up and playing, it's it's going to dry up quick. So Street Stock 1K was definitely designed for that. And if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I think it was a full bracket this year at finals. One of the few SBL classes that actually had a few, full bracket. So I was very happy about that because uh, – it's a format that we, I've been pushing and, you know, definitely trying to get people involved in. And um, so one of the th one of the rules of um, has always been that if you are a um, compete in Street Stock 1K at finals and you win it. That's correct. Well, any of the Street no Stock classes. Compete, yeah, you're, you're no longer allowed to compete in the class. Correct. So 
I, the more I think about it, the more what I would also like to see is an addition to that rule of removing also qualifications for that class if you're a world record holder. Because at the end of the day, if you've achieved a world record in a class like that, uh-huh. you're no longer a beginner. You're no longer the guy that's just starting out. Okay. You're somebody. Okay. So, so uh what I see Rob nodding his head with the no 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 no. Okay. What what what's your counter argument with that, Rob? Good ideas, but the problem is is you can't do that. Five shows, you're the loudest so far, you're a world record holder. Now you don't have to qualify for DB drag finals. You know, oh, no, sir. Are you talking about at the end of the year you're still losing? Yeah, at the end of the year at the end of the year, say say Joe Blow at the end of the year. You know, he he goes to where he's already set the world record for street stock 1K, say, six months into the season. Right. So, but he doesn't win finals. So, so, so basically what he's saying is if we have finals out in, where were we this year? In Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro, Kentucky. Owensboro, Kentucky. And yes. um, Jose Ramos out here in California went out there, he went to Street Stock 1K, he did a 160.2. He's He owns World Finals by 1DB, yes. right? He, yep. I mean, there's nobody even going to touch him, right? But instead of him going to World Finals, he chooses to stay home, didn't compete, yet he has the world record, and he can always say, hey, I would have won World Finals if I went there. So your suggestion is um, at the end of the season, there would be two people for each class potentially – that would have to move up and could not stay in that class. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of my opinion on it because once again, it's hard. You, you, I mean, it's hard enough to get people. I mean, I know that you. Uh, I don't know how your. I know your shows are very successful in your area, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm still building. And I know I don't know Rob in, down in Florida how much. You know, I know you guys are kind of still building up. You know, the area. You know, and. Uh, it's hard to get people in the lanes, but it's definitely hard to get somebody into the lanes, you know, the 1K guy, and here comes the world champion. May, necessarily may not be the it's the world the world record holder, and stop somebody by four to four or five dB. Right. That guy's not going to come back, especially to a format that supposedly is supposed to be an introductory class. I mean, I've I've had I mean I've I've still talked with Wayne multiple years about trying to keep 1K a little under control. I mean, okay. it's still tough to, in my opinion, to say that a 1K class should be, you know, a 5000 or $10,000 investment. That's kind of what it's become. Right. So, you know, but still, it's just something I thought about. It may not work. It may be a bad idea. Oh, it's just an idea that hey, I was thinking hey, about. Hey, we're floating ideas. Uh, Rob, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I kind of agree with him on 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 the the. You need to you need to keep something open. If you have somebody's running street stock one k five years in a row, that's just dominating every year, you know, and nobody's getting close to them. It's 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 supposed to be a beginner's class. Let's make it a beginner's class. Okay, Jeffrey, your thoughts on that? Um, I I agree. Um, it almost seems like. I kind of want to bring back the term amateur, you know, how <laughs> you don't, uh, you know, you're, you're 
new at it, um, once you start doing world records and world uh, championships, you're no longer an amateur. You're uh, practically a professional now. So, I mean, I, I agree with having to move up, um, but um, it's it's going to be difficult to, you know, after they move up to to bring more people in. We kind of have to work almost backwards, you know, having to work that end before we so, start moving people up. So, okay, so I'm going to be kind of the dissenter on this thing. Um, so here's the issue with it. Do we move up the car? Do we move up the person? Do we move up the person's family? Because whenever there's a carrot, people always are going to try and get that carrot. So, yep. uh, and, and I'm using Rob as an example. By no way do I believe or even suggesting that he would go this route. I don't believe he would, but I'm using him as an example. So Rob goes and just smashes 1K this year. And he goes, hell yeah, watch this. I'm getting it next year. Hey, honey, come on over here. You are now the 1K. And he just hands her the car. Yeah, I think you're right. Car and person need to move up. Mm -hmm. but, but I agree with that 100%. You guys, so you guys see what the issue is, right? Yeah. And then at the same token, and, and this is kind of where me and some of the other judges in our discussions, because, I mean, we have discussions all the time. We try to have them uh, as frequently as we can. And, and um we're very frank with each other on what we believe and whatnot, right? As judges, uh, we're not going to try and get into that too much in here. Um, but I will say um, where we disagree on this is, so the argument is also, not only that, can you give it to your wife now or your kid or whatever? The thing is, is now Rob is a badass professional uh, street stock 1K builder. I mean, he he world record holder. He knows what he's doing. Now that doesn't mean Jeffrey can't go to him and say, "Hey, I need me a 1K car," and have Rob build it for him. But so my thoughts on that is, I don't give a rat's butt if somebody does that because that's bringing somebody new into it. Is my thought process. And, and that's all I'm looking for is just to. Bring new people into the sport. Yep. And, and, and so I, that is, I will tell you um, uh, right away, that that is not anything that even was discussed with the judges. So that's one of the things that we could potentially bring to Wayne Harris, which is ultimately our goal tonight is to come up with maybe a handful of ideas that uh, Jeffrey and I can, when we have our rules discussion, we're – I think we're planning for one later in the week or something, Jeffrey, maybe. I think um, so. Yeah. I, th I think Wayne wants to talk about it. So um, we're trying to knock out rules so then we can work on the world finals venues and get all this stuff trying knocked out before the end of the year. Uh, rules, we really want to get knocked out. We're hoping to knock them out in the next week or two. So mm -hmm. um, just so you guys know. And anything that's discussed here tonight, Wayne wanted me to make this very clear, <laughs> is all hypothetical. And these yeah. are just things we can discuss as a group and have a right. civil discord and um, you know maybe come up with some great ideas because uh, obviously Rob and Greg are coming from a different position. Gregory is coming from a different position than Jeffrey and myself. Uh, you guys are competitors. Yes, you guys are trying to put shows on, but 
you know, you guys are building cars. You guys are part of teams putting together cars. Uh, Jeffrey and I are looking from the outside in at that. So hopefully together we can come up with something that, that, that's most beneficial to everybody in DD Drag. And that's really the goal of tonight. So if you guys have questions or suggestions, class changes possibly, then, hey, let's bring that up and um, we'll discuss that. So I, I would say our number one, I, I think we got something we can go to Wayne with. Move up the person and the vehicle. Um, I will tell you we'll get a lot of pushback from a lot of judges because the vehicle's different. Because if somebody paints it, how do we know it's the same vehicle? Then we got to keep track of the VIN. That part we will get a lot of pushback on. And, and it will be tough. And, and I don't, cool. I, I don't think that's going to be doable, realistically, for, for what we're going for in DB Drag. Remember, we want to make the shows still need to be fun. We don't want to be intrusive as judges. We want you to have fun, but we need it to be s fair as possible. And, you know, if we if our rule book is 500 pages long, <laughs> it's going to take us seven hours to do a 30 car event. Right. And that's not fun for anybody. So. All right. So the next question I see on here is uh, from Spencer Staniland. Staniland. Um, all super street cars, trucks, vans, etc. Only wood, no steel, uh, in builds B pillar back. Rob, go at it. <laughs> no steel, huh? Yeah, that's that's no disrespect, but that's the dumbest thing I've heard. You can't do that. I mean, I mean, everybody has almost almost everybody mm -hmm. except for Derek Haddock and um, um, Patrick Lisner. Those RP. guys I know don't have steel. RP but I does. also know that Patrick, they're fixing to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're fixing to. Um, but you, can, you can't do that. Everybody would have to rebuild. You know, mm. and to be honest with you, I'm 55 years old. <laughs> I'm old. I am not rebuilding another vehicle. I just soon retire and, and sit here and watch you all on Monday night because plus well, so have you I seen just, the price of wood nowadays? Steel's just cheaper. Oh yeah, that's a yeah, good argument. Yeah, it's it's everything's expensive. It's just it's not feasible. I mean, there is things with super street vehicles that I agree that needs to change. Mm -hmm. Um I agree with that. Um, I think we've gotten out of hand with the Deadner. Uh, uh, my my personal opinion. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, Bo Boren says it's called Super Street for a reason. Either be yeah. super or go to street. That's my yeah. oh, Bo, Bo, that's my boy. Well, yes. Can we throw this out there real quick for uh, sure. Spencer? I think was the name. Yes, yeah, Spencer. So, Spencer is the 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 reasoning for your question more about trying to build an entry-level wall class which is what pro stock 5k wall was originally mm -hmm. set to be is that the um is that the reasoning behind your question is trying to find something that's more on the i guess i don't want to say budget friendly side but definitely something to where it's not super street so so that now realistically that is a class. That is a rule that can be in place for the pro stock yeah, class. Yeah, 
Um, and right here, he said yes. So you were you okay. were right on that, uh, Chris, with the with your thought. So yeah. So I mean, that's realistically, uh, sh um, when you go to Pro Street, uh, no limit or uh, Pro Street Wall. See Pro Street Wall or uh, Street Stock Wall. What is it? It's Pro Street Wall, Pro right? Stock. Pro yeah, Stock it's Wall. Pro Street, it's Pro Stock 5K Wall. Yeah. So Pro Stock 5K Wall. Uh, that is a reasonable restriction to put on that class. Uh, and and Bo Bourne says bring back old day street max. Um, mm -hmm. I will tell you, Bo, that's not out of the question. So street max, I don't know if it would be almost fair nowadays, only because the uh, creation of lithium almost makes street max hard. <laughs> because I mean, you can take these. I mean, this is a. C-Max cell that can support almost a 20K burp. Yeah. So, I mean, so uh, Joe Mullen pops in, says, please don't tell Chris he's correct. So, <laughs> See, I, got, I get love from my group. Love from my group. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so, in all reality, I th the idea of the Pro Stock Wall 5K class is a transition class from street stock to super street that's super the intent street, yeah. of the class mm -hmm. so um i do know in our talks like i said we've had tons of talks i don't know where it sits now but i do want to go real quick back to the um you're moving your class uh you're you have to you no longer do the stock 1k um one of the things put out by one of the judges and i i i swear to you i don't know where it's at within the rule or because we're kind of polling each other to see how we feel about stuff but um one of the things that was floated out there was if um you win 1k you move up to 2k at minimum mm. so you can never go down in class once you've won it you can only go Agreed. up up to Super Street No Wall, and then at Super Street No Wall, it's you could be there forever, and, and that's one of the things. One of the and, and I don't know which judge and whatnot, but that was absolutely one of the things that was floated by one of the judges, and I thought that was a actually really good idea. Um, Jeffrey, any opinions on that? Um, on on what specifically? Um, is that they have to move up class. So say they win pro stock 1K, mm -hmm. they could still compete in 2K, but you can never go back. So if you win 2K, you can't win, you can't go down to 1K. Well, and I think that's why we uh, kind of categorized their street stock and then pro stock. Right. So, you know, you're, you're done with street stock. You can move up to pro stock. It's not a big, it's not really going to be uh, hurtful for you in the wallet just going to pro stock as opposed to going to Super Street. So, I mean, there really shouldn't be too much argument, especially now because we only have one street stock class, uh -huh. you know, that you can't do that particular class. So you would have to move on to either pro stock or a Super Street class. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, um, but um, I, I- But what about moving through pro, pro stock at the same, mm -hmm. in the same- So clip. you're saying if, if, you, if you were to win pro, pro stock, stock- 5K trunk. 2K- Or 2K. Oh, okay. Either. Right. Yeah, and then you were okay. Or so, so five k trunk. So five k. Okay. So you did five k. So, so you won five k trunk, and then you you're saying you couldn't go is, back down to two k. To two k. Right, but oh. you could have to do five k wall, mm -hmm. or you could yeah. do pro stock no limit from there. I think 
within their category, within that specific category of ProSoc, you could move wherever you would want to. You just up can't or down? move down. Yes, up or down in the okay. ProSoc category, but uh, you definitely cannot go to street stock. Okay, what's it's, your it's thoughts, Rob? Thoughts on that. Yeah, I like the fact that once you're done with street stock, you, you go to pro and be done. If you win finals, mm -hmm. you need to be able to, you need to move up anyways. I mean, right. that's the way it used to be back in the day. A lot of times, if you was, if you was a, um, worked for a shop, owned mm -hmm. a shop, you had to work at, you had to play in the, in the pro categories. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I think, I think it's a, a good start, but it also, you know, people see other people winning this thing two, three, four times in a row. Right. And they get discouraged. Mm -hmm. So if they win and they have to move up, guess what? That opens up a hole and keeps people motivated. So, and then it also helps people get, you know, maybe go on to bigger goals to, mm -hmm. to get somewhere, you know, so, so figure the end goal would be something to be like, you know, super street or even a, yeah. a extreme vehicle. So what's your thought on say, say somebody wins, um, 5k and, um, would you be okay with them playing in 1k the, or sorry, 2k the next year? It's a different right. class. Like Jeffrey was saying, it's a different yeah. class, but it, it, in my view, or if you, you look at the scale of, um, classes 2k's a lower class than 5k so what are your thoughts there i think in those in those classes maybe maybe make them all you win one you're done and you, you move to automatically to super street no move you know if you're a 5k you know move down to 2k okay you won both of those oh so 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 you're saying they can move within any one but they can only win one once yep after that it's time to start you know we so, need to we need to get we, these people you know we start somewhere just like all of us did mm -hmm. every one of us started with a couple tens or twelves in our vehicle uh -huh. and now look what we're doing so we all started somewheres we need to help the younger this generation understand that we can't keep playing and yeah money's tight but you can be creative you can be competitive and not spend a fortune yes you can mm -hmm. um Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think uh, I can kind of grasp why this rule was brought up. And it simply put is there's a few vehicles out there that more or less have been dominating the Pro Stock 2K, the Pro Stock 5K uh, classes for multiple seasons. Mm -hmm. And these vehicles just continually run those particular classes under those particular competitors. And at the end of the day, it's just kind of getting to a point where we're starting to see a lot of those vehicles getting phased out and we're starting to see more of the Ford Explorers, the street stock 1K guys that are moving up. And it's just a challenge for um, any particular vehicle to say, Sam Dunn, you know, um, very good competitor, you know, broke out at finals, but he still set the world record with 152 decibels on a thousand watts and a street-driven vehicle that rolled there. Mm -hmm. Now, you throw him another 1,000 watts, but he moves up to that pro stock class. Here comes that Panda. Here comes that Marbella from Europe. Mm -hmm. And it's going to – and then, like Rob said, I mean, we all start somewhere, but those cars are like – it's like playing Mario Brothers and getting the God code. 
I, I don't agree. Tell them about it, Rob. That's why we. That's why we stuck. That's why me and Gorman stuck with American vehicles to show that the pandas, the Mirabellas, the Terras can be beat. Yeah, I got beat this year by a Terra, but I tell you what, it was it, it was a lot closer than they thought it was going to be, and it will be closer this year. So hopefully, you know, and re much respect to them, but they, they hopefully they stay in my class. But those foreign cars can be beat. I can tell you that. Bubba Trolls just chimed in. Pandas can be beat. So, yes, right, they baby. can be. So here, here's. But at the end of the day, I agree with what you're saying as far as if you win 2K, go to 5K. Don't sit around in 2K for four years. Exactly. Right. You know. So, so I think we're in agreement. If you win a class, you can no longer be in that class. Now we differ a little bit, and you got. Uh, I believe all three of you are saying that you, they can play within that same division, the pro stock division. They just can't be in the same class. I agree with that. I like that. Okay, so I mean that's uh, like I said, I disagree with that because I want to see them move up to the next class. Um, that's just me up to Super Street No Wall at Super Street No Walls. I actually think it probably be Super uh, Pro Stock No Limit would be. Because I think that's I think that should be an open class essentially um, for pro stock no limit. Uh, that's I, my opinion. I agree with what you're saying, but at the end of the day, not everybody's on that baller budget, <laughs> and we all know that that jump from five K, pro stock five K to super street no no wall, it's a huge dollar jump. Yeah, like, yeah. Rob, I see that face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so know? that yeah. that'll bring up if nobody ha if we don't get another question, then we're gonna bring up maybe bridging that gap with possible classes right mm -hmm. i so, would like to see a on. super i would like to see a street stock 2k <laughs> hold on let's let's get to finish up with this here so that's okay. my understanding of what we're saying um oh i did want to uh oh yeah so that was back on the moving up classes and then we talked about um maybe adding the steel cages as a limitation that's not allowed within the street stock class right the uh, pro stock five wall wall 5k yeah, that was right a, that was a thought to maybe yeah. i guess in terms to keep it affordability but uh -huh. I, you know um so and remember now so wayne's goal is not to have somebody like gorman um Bo, yeah you know um rob these guys here it, the the whole idea is not to have them rebuild um, I, we don't oh, mind great. minor rebuilds, right. right? Like, oh, hey, you know, they got to redo their baffle or, you know, hey, um, but we're not we don't want them to have to literally start from scratch, blow up that car and start with a new vehicle. Right. So oh, agreed 100 percent. Plus, it's super street. Bo Bourne. Yeah, it right. It's super street. Yep. That's right. You know. So um, anyway, so, OK. So uh, let's see what we got on here. No, somebody did bring up one thing I did want to bring up here. Uh, let's see. Um, Bo suggested in the street stock or a super, um, pro stock class, uh, maybe have it one single AGM battery. That will change the dollar amount. I mean, you're talking a $300 battery versus $2,500 worth of battery, right? Oh, I agree. Yeah, that would be. T so basically what you're saying is take, Pro stock 5K wall. I don't care it what it is. Max. Yeah, that that's that's mm -hmm. kind of what he was going at with it. 
Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that 100% because at the end of the day, that is going to keep costs down. And, you know, I think a lot of that is going to be – we're going to see that in the upcoming season of cost factors coming into play. Yep. Um, uh, while we got we got a bunch more people that have popped in and are watching us now, I just want to reiterate everything that's discussed here today is purely hypothetical. We are trying to come up with things that we can tell Wayne Harris, say, hey, maybe these are good for DB Drag. We got two competitors. We got uh, Chris Gregory. We got Rob Collar. And we got two judges, Jeffrey and myself, and we were we want to have a civil discussion of potential uh, rules that may be uh, added to DB Drag or classes, and um, you know, hitting it from different areas because you know us as judges we see things one way, and competitors may see it from a different perspective, and. So we're trying to find what's good and, and maybe hash out an idea that we can possibly give to Wayne. And, and that's really what we're trying to do here. Um, so where were we at? Oh, so I wanted to talk. Bef I don't see any other real questions up here at the moment that I want to hit on. But I do. Absolutely. Steve Willis chiming in. What's up, gents? Um, anyway, uh I do want to hit sound deadener. Um, this is something to um, this is something that has plagued DB Drag. I started in DB Drag as a World Finals judge in 2005. It was an issue in 2005. Um, just so you guys know, I went to World Finals, and at that time, the rule was commercially available sound dampener. And um, I explained to one of the overseas guys that Bondo glass is not a sound dampener. It is a sound <laughs> reflector. And they said, well, it's not Bondo glass. It's magic blue. And I'm sure Rob remembers magic blue. Um, and it, it was Bondo glass. And they just took the label off the container and put magic blue on it. They sold it to one stereo shop in the UK or Netherlands or something like that. And now it was a commercially available sound deadener. Um, then we kind of, uh, let's see here. Oh, bass race song. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Steve Willis says, yeah, it was magic. Magic. <laughs> um, I mean, Jeffrey will tell you, when he competed, um, they literally ripped the skin off the vehicle and filled it with concrete. So, I mean... Um, but, uh, were you guys in front of the B pillar, Jeffrey, with that too, or no, or just above the box with, uh, concrete? Yeah. Uh, it was basically behind the B pillar, uh, okay. on top of the box. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, these guys were doing it and our sound deadener rule was whatever, five millimeters or whatever it was. And so they literally put sticks strips inside there that were five millimeters and then they would just screed in the Bondo glass and then pull out the strips. There you go. It's five millimeters. That's what they did. Um, and uh, we came back the very next year and I told them, I says, hey, it's not a personal thing. I just think this is a gross, um, a, a gross violation of the rules. I think this is nothing but you trying to circumvent rules. 
and we had a judge's discussion. We changed the rule. Uh, once the rule got changed, there was literally a picture of them because this was before uh, there was videos and stuff on Facebook uh, and YouTube and stuff. Um, pictures of them jackhammering out the Bondo glass with a freaking full-size <laughs> jackhammer out of the tops of their cars. Um, you know, so that that's where sound deadener, we've had it as bad as that. Um, this year, somebody had, I bet it had to be five inches of sound deadener on their floor. Mm. Um, Easy. And it, firewall. Well, the firewall. So more, That's what lot, I mean. A lot more than that on the firwall. I okay. Yeah. So, 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 uh, um, how do we police it? How do we fix it? Uh, competitors, give me something. There's no way to police it. I'm, mm. I mean, it's organizations have been trying to police it, like you said, since 2005. You know, um, and the simple fact of it is, is that literally you would have to take every vehicle, pull the carpet. Start med start having vehicle specifications to how the you know where the floorboard starts yeah. and where the deadener ends, and then you can start doing measurements. Well, and not, not really because I mean, even a panda. Mm -hmm. If you have a panda, you you there's plenty of pictures of pandas and what the interior looks like. Look up interior pictures, Terras, Couriers, Mazdas. Right. CRXs, there's pictures. So if you can look in there and look and see that the firewall is 10 inches deep, you know, mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be, you know, if it's supposed to be, then it's a no go. Yep. The floors, so, if you take pandas, okay. if you take hold a on. By hold a on. Terra, no, no, no. Hold on. So 10 inches deep, is nine inches deep okay? No. Okay, I'm hold on. You, hold you on. You've got to have a limit. Yeah, I understand mm -hmm. that. So where does that limit become? Because if we say three layers of deadener, right? Then I got to go in there and every car that has deadener, I got to peel back and check that you're not more than three layers, right? Okay. So that's what our rule was before. You remember that, right? It was three mm -hmm. layers. Yep. And so what happened was somebody would do three layers and then they would overlap a fourth layer and not intentionally by any means, but you know, they would, Oh, I got another inch or three quarters of an inch and they just overlap. Well, we would have to find that, cut it off and put everything back together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying I'm not saying measurements. Okay. Don't worry about measurements. Okay. If you look at if you look at one guy's car and you look at the other guy's car and we'll use me and Gorman. Okay. Because our, our cabins are very similar. Mm -hmm. If you look at mine. And my from the front of my dash to where the the deadener is is eight inches. Uh huh. And then you go look at Bo or Gorman's, and his is fourteen inches deep. Okay, there's it doesn't look OEM no more. Uh, understand it? Okay. So when do I say that's too much as a judge? So th this is where us as judges yeah. are having our issue, right? Because is if a quarter inch is okay, is a half inch okay? If a half inch is okay, is three quarters too gay? Okay, three quarters isn't okay. Does that mean five eighths is okay? I mean, it, we, you got to make a limit, right? Just like a speed, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. If you say the road's open, then un, you know people are going to go 130 miles an hour. They're going to go 30 miles an hour on that same road. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, 
I, in my opinion, where the sound editor is, okay, like I said, this is 100% my opinion. Um, if your carpet doesn't go back in the exact same position it was, it's a no-go. But you can't do that. I'm sorry. My, Go ahead, my truck didn't. My truck didn't come with a carpet. Exactly. You then you're requiring people to have factory carpet, which no, no, you no. know. It, it, if if it had carpet, right? So he doesn't have carpet, but you they did make a flooring available, right? Yeah, you can buy an aftermarket rubber right. flooring. Rubber flooring. So as long as it went back into where it would be as a factory <laughs> position. So in. Rob's case, if that was the rule, is what I'm saying is the rule, he would be limited to maybe one layer of sound dampening on your floor. So, it, I mean, mm -hmm. the, now remember, we're talking, this is possibly an extreme, right? Uh, this is an extreme case, right? Because you don't have flooring. Where yeah. somebody like Chris's car, it's got jute and it's got sound deadener in the car factory. So he's got three quarters of an inch that he can build up with dynamatic string, right? How is that fair from one car to the next, right? So, I mean, any suggestions on how we say what's yes, what's no? I mean, I, I don't really, because I think at the end of the day, there's too many what ifs. There's nothing right. concrete. And that's what scares me is ever building a rule book or making a rule that is just gray. It, it needs to be black or white because when it's gray, okay. oh, you know as well as I do, there, there, are the, there are some people out there that live in the gray. So, oh, hell yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, and I understand that. And, I mean, look at our nation alone, right, the United States. I mean, our law books are multiple volumes that are eight inches thick. And that's just on a federal level. That doesn't even include local or state. or. Mm -hmm. and, and so with that being said, you know, remember, we want these competitions to be fun. You go to mm -hmm. a 3X and I got to go through a book that's eight inches thick. No. I mean, what am I going to do, right? So we got to come up with something. And in my opinion, um, there's the ultimate uh, rule in the rule book. Head judge has final say on all calls. Now, and this is the only thing that's kind of iffy on DB drag, but I do appreciate it, is just because... It was legal at Rob Collar's CX, Collar's callouts. It was somebody deemed it legal. Then they show up to World Finals, and judges there say no. And that's a problem. That's and that, a huge problem. You that is have. a huge. That is a huge problem. And I feel we as judges in DB Drag specifically, because I, I don't deal with the other organizations, but I feel we as judges have been mitigating that problem at a very high level for a very long time. I think we do really good job on that. And like I said, it's nothing against any other organization or anything like that. I just think, you know, we do talk a lot amongst each other. Um, the sound deadener installation was, uh, sound deadener was a huge discussion for us. And also with me, 
I believe I, I'm I'm a big big proponent of the U.S. and what we do. Okay, um, so I fully, fully, 100% believe that we as judges, Jeffrey in Texas, me in California, we're like appellate judges. We're Ninth Circuit, Fourth Circuit, Eighth Circuit judges. And so we come up, we're Supreme Court. Yeah, we're, we're 3X judges. We're Supreme Court judges, but we're appellate Supreme Court, right? So we're lower level. Then you come to World Finals. Now we got all the appellate judges in one location, and we come up with a Supreme Court ruling that we all agree to and come to a consensus. And that's the way I look at our judging circle. Um, it may be wrong, but I believe that's how we judge our stuff. And I think that's the best we can do as human, for one, so we all make errors. Um, you know, if I was judging in Rob's area, how many times has whoever judges Rob's vehicle seen Rob's vehicle? If he added two layers of dynamat every show, they would never know, right? I mean, it, they wouldn't know until they knew. And so, I mean, how do we mitigate that? That's my question. Well, it, it's the problem is, is it's that's going to be hard. It but is. I can tell you this. I can guarantee you this right now. That vehicles like mine mm -hmm. that had a 18-inch footwell. Mm-hmm. This year we'll have a four-inch footwell because there's no rule. It's unlimited dead mount. I agree. And that's what's going to happen. I, and then you're going to have a whole bunch of super street extreme vehicles. Yep. And, and I will it's already started. And, and I will tell you, as DB drag judges, and that is not what we want. And so we we are looking at ways to mitigate. It. And right now we don't have one, right? And that's that's one of the things I would love. Um, that's uh, one of the things I want to have about this. You know, this is what we want to talk about is, is hopefully come with a way because, you know, we as judges, we, you know, we're not all looking at every vehicle the same. And then when you go overseas, you know, then you got a whole bunch of different judges. And the problem with some of the overseas judges is um, is that they interpret their rule book and they might not catch. We do our best not to add any nuance in the rule book, but when they translate it, I mean, translate something to Spanish and tell me it's the same thing, right? Translate <laughs> something to Russian and tell me it means the same thing. Um, you can only do so well when you're translating and you're doing a direct translation. So, that becomes an issue, and that's why we have World Finals. That's why uh, Ray Choi travels the world. Um, I'm going to retire in a few years. I'll start traveling the world to help with judging, you know, in different places. Uh, Jeffrey's traveled quite a few places to help with judging for that same reason. Yeah, I just got my passport, too. There you go. <laughs> so I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, like I said, if, if somebody has a suggestion for the sound editor, what they think would be realistic, uh Dude, we would love to hear it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, realistically, um, when we when we have um, our judges' discussions, I promise you we are trying our best to make it as fair as we possibly can. And I, I know these guys specifically realize that we are doing our best to 
making as fair of a competition as we possibly can. Um, you know, so anyway, so the sound deadener, I don't see a solution to that in that discussion at all. <laughs> I mean, we, we are, I will tell you, we are working on it and I don't know, I don't know how to, how to make that work. Um, you know, it's some, some, there's somebody got to be, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to, since we can't seem to really figure out the deadener thing, I was going to throw something out there that I think the guys in California may enjoy. So maybe get Doug's opinion on this. Um, something I mentioned to Wayne last year, Cyclone Demo is only going to grow and it is growing oh, yeah. by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. What do you, what, what, what do y'all think about a pro stock cyclone demo class and then a no wall separating the two so do you think it would be worth it jeffrey do you have a thought on mm -hmm. this i do but do you have one um i think with that regard um i think the kind the classes how they are now it's you want to kind of you're going away from the db drag format so you're entering cyclone yeah and um i don't want to fill it up too much with you know different uh classes like you know like pro stock um i do like it kind of it kind of like the grassroots of sound off competitions either wall or no wall you know i like that I'll feature that. of it and um i also like um the big scores with the low frequencies um yeah, everybody likes to see that too Mm -hmm. um i think by adding maybe pro stock like 5k or something like that to it which kind of like you're regressing from that um i mean it's totally fine you could still do pro stock um and we have formats for that you know we got we've got db drag and then we have freestyle but i think a cyclone in itself should be um wall, you know wall. somewhat for yeah no wall wall it's 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 a it's a place for the demo guys to play Yep. So okay. I mean, that, that would be my I opinion. see your point. Okay, so so we got Jose Ramos. He's popped in, a world record holder for both demo no wall and demo wall, right? So he holds both those records. And um, I have one of the biggest areas for the Cyclone guys for sure, right? I mean, I get – I mean, a regular show, I've got seven guys to 12 guys doing Cyclone. Okay? Oh, I agree. I agree with your statement wholeheartedly. Yeah. So – with that being said, look at the scores. The scores are less than 5%. From the top guy to the, I mean, we're talking world record holder right here in California. The guy that got last place in every one of his classes is about 5 to 7% lower than him. That's dead last with a huge field. Um, that to me tells me that particular format is well-developed. And, and that's just okay. my opinion. Um, any anything towards that, Rob, or in indifferent on that particular class? Well, on the yes and no, uh, the cyclone it's cool. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a recommendation for uh -huh. something different. Okay, maybe drag. Uh huh. Whether it's one or two, three, four classes would be no more than that. We uh -huh. need bracketed thirty-second music runs. Like similar to base race, but you don't have you don't have to have a certain number. You have thirty seconds mm -hmm. to achieve the average number. So so that's how in a bracket. So so we actually pioneered a class called Street Beat. You may have heard of it from a different organization. 
Yeah. But we were we were yes. running a thing called Street Beat, um, and it was based on subwoofer and amplified power because that's how we did classes back when we did yeah. this. And we did – you had to play music for the 30 seconds, and it wasn't a 30-second average, which was kind of hard because you just had to p turn it up for, you know, half a second and get your score. But if it was a 30-second average of music – And brackets. Not and just bracket, yes. Oh, that, dude, that would – that is not I wanted freestyle to become. That is not a bad thing. Um, hey guy, I'm just telling you, we got about eight minutes left on this thing, and I know we can do this. And, and yeah, you know what? <laughs> hey, <hours>. hey. <laughs> so to be totally honest, I would love to see if we can get you guys not next week because I got the um, I got the Mellows Toys for Tots guys uh, coming on next week. Mm. So not next week uh, for this, but I would love to have this little thing again the week after. And that way it gives everybody two weeks to come up with maybe suggestions or something. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because um, I, I think this is a great forum to do something like this. I mean, I, I don't know mm -hmm. anybody that would disagree. Um, anyway, I, I want to pull up what Tiffany said here right now. Um, she's out of Bridgetown, Barbados. And she said, uh, maybe a pre-qualifying event for World Finals competitors and officiated by a specific group of judges to ensure the compliance of the rules. Obviously, it's a bit more complicated than than that. I can state mm -hmm. in this forum, but something to consider. So, Tiffany, um, you guys are new to DB Drag. That is exactly the premise of what becomes a 3X judge. That's why there's only, what is there, five of us that are 3X certified, Jeffrey? Or six, maybe? So, yeah. Yeah. Even so, fewer at the 4X level. Yeah, and even fewer at the 4X level. And, yeah. and that's part of that whole process. Um, mm. uh, I mean, go to one of Jeffrey's shows, go to one of my shows, and you will see the level um, of scrutiny on a vehicle. Um, Jeffrey, I, I, I haven't watched him in a while other than at World Finals, and at World Finals I'm really busy. Um, but if you go to one of my multi-point events – it doesn't even look like I'm looking at the cars, but I promise you, I'm looking at your car. When I go to sit in the car to put in the meter, I'm looking around. If you if you watch my head and my eyes, I'm going through all of this stuff, and I'm mm -hmm. looking, hey, is this here? Is that there? Um, and then I wait for your number. When I go to pull the meter out of your car, I mean, you can ask anybody that's been at a world record level. Um, uh, I think Kyle's been – uh, I don't think he was there, but um, definitely like Steve Willis, I'll say, hey, you know, maybe this or, hey, we, we might have to look at this a little more before World Finals and, you know, stuff like that. And that's for people that are have serious numbers because I don't need to hold up a show for a guy doing a 140 because he's got too much deadener in his car. Right. Um, he's yeah. not he's not winning anything at World Finals. Mm -hmm. um, so. That's kind of how I approach it, and, and and I'll I'll mention, hey, you know what? Yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing this and that, you know. So, um, just just thoughts, like I said, uh, on on the way I run my shows and uh, what can be done. Oh, Darren popped in. Uh, he's out of Trinidad. Trinidad, yep. So he's <laughs> he's one of the judges out of Trinidad. He popped in today. Um, Kyle Rhodes loves. The plus one on the bracketed music runs. 
that's what I wanted freestyle to be. But Wayne was like, oh, I don't know. But dude, that that would be an awesome format to turn freestyle into. I think it would increase the output. I agree with Rob. I think we would see a lot of competitors that would get involved in it. Heck, I'd build something for it. (laughs) Uh, Real quick, Tiffany. Yes, you are required to go to a multi-point event before you can compete Mm -hmm. at World Finals. So... That is correct. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, what I miss a lot of talk about Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what you missed. Uh, we were talking about some of the DB drag stuff for Jose. Um, sound deadener rules. Um, moving up in class. Uh, possibly not being allowed. Uh, not only if you're a champion, but also the world record holder. So two, um, potentially two vehicles a year may have to move up in class. Um, so I, that's, I think, a pretty good breakdown of everything that we've uh, talked about today. Um, you guys got any suggestions for base race maybe? or um, Just one quick one, and this sure. is what I, a lot of people are telling me. Music. Bye-bye, 59.9. <laughs> okay. Hello, 119.9. Uh, so mm-hmm. um, on a judging standpoint, have you ever – so I, I've worked on I, I've worked with the code on Wayne's system. Have you ever looked at Have you ever tried to meter a car around the one ninety nine? Yeah, you know, we actually have a we actually have a competitor. We actually have a, a a guy that our bowling team coach. He base races his factory sound system. You doing it? Yes. No. So I so I completely understand with that one hundred percent. But do you realize how inaccurate? And how oh, yeah. not good the meter is at 199. But we're not getting the support of 59.9, and I feel like no offense, you know, and mm-hmm. I love him to death. Jimbo's my boy, <laughs> you know, he is my boy, and yeah. you know we love him to death. But he's the only. I mean, until we get more people involved, it's just kind of a. So so here here would be my suggestion in that right. It takes four people to make a class at the finals, that. or five. We can say hey. It's going to take five people to make a class. Base race, there's hundreds and hundreds of people competing in it a year. If we can't get five in a class at World Finals, it doesn't doesn't deserve to be in finals. My opinion. I agree with that. For base race, you you only have a handful of classes, and you have hundreds of people worldwide that do it. And not only that, but every single one of those people potentially could win World Finals. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm going against it. Chris doesn't mean I can't win world finals. Just because nope. I'm going against Nyman. Nyman, number one guy in the world for wins. Brian Nyman. Just because you're going against him doesn't mean you can't beat him. It's exactly. going to be harder. Don't get me wrong. But he loses. Nobody's right. got a perfect record in base race. Agreed. So, That's what I love about it. So, anyway. Um, Bubba. Get rid of mandatory boom check and allow big pimping for base race. Um, uh, and uh, if you leave your car running at 139, uh, leave your car running in the 139 and above classes at finals. Um, uh, so let me hit those real quick. We want to keep the music consistent. If we added big pimping, we would have to get licensing agreements from whoever the artist is for Big Pimpin'. Um, not easy to do. 
Uh, the boom check songs are super smooth, super easy to use. If you're having a hard time with the boom check songs, get with somebody that actually knows anything about him. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I I ran a car last year. I, we have a thing called Beat the Boss. I jump in the car. It doesn't matter whose car it is, whoever's in the lane, and I use their car and I base race. I went 129.9 straight. Didn't I mean held for 11 seconds in a guy's car that couldn't get the song to save his life, and I held 129.9 straight for 11 seconds. I was like, dude, there's no way I wouldn't destroy everybody in this car. Um, so like I said. Um, yeah, Bubba's just saying he doesn't have a problem with it, but 90% of the complaints he sees, that's what they are. And also, um, it, like I said, uh, oh, so he was asking if Big Dave was asking if Big Pimpin was on the 2019. I don't think it was, was it? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Um, Those tracks are more or less a tone with a break. Yeah. That's all they are. And, and, and I mean, realistically, Boom Check is too. It's just got, it's got two got tones. No, these. It's got two it's tones. Got that frequency jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. big pimpin doesn't have that at all. It's just okay. more or less home with a break, home with a break. I did all the t- when Wayne and I were working on the software. Uh huh. I got all the test sessions and yeah, those tracks. Okay. It's just straight tone. You can look at it on this uh, oscilloscope. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I I think boom check is a reasonable. I mean, everybody in California, mm-hmm. if you come and learn, I think you said in Tennessee, same thing. Hey, yep. right off the bat, I'm giving you boom check. Well, let me pick. That's a, what we did. No, I promise you, boom check is what you're going to want to do. Uh, the, <laughs> Dave McKay says the people that want it bad enough will figure it out if they want base race bad enough. Bingo. So, um, yeah, because no, ultimately, it doesn't matter what organization you're in, what format you're comp- comp- competing in, they all set a box. Wherever that box is, if you want to play in the organization, you have to stay within that box. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's what doesn't matter if it's USAC. I ask, uh, what's uh, Base Wars or something like that's a newer one, right? And then mm-hmm. what was the Audio Olympics that we saw yesterday? Um, USAC. Um, so, but anyway, like I said, uh, those are the things we got going on. Um, I personally thought this was a great conversation, and I hope you guys did too. Hope you guys had a great really time. Really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm at my one hour and two minutes and I got to be a bowling alley in 20 minutes to start bowling uh, and I got to sell brackets and I got to make my money. I got always got I always got a side hustle on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, real quick, I want to thank you guys. Uh, Rob, uh, tell us about your show behind you real quick. Um, April 20 or April 1st this year, Kohler call out number three this year. Instead of a local organization to donate our, our raffle money to, it's going to the EOD Warriors Foundation, uh, Explosive Ordnance. Um, big, big down here. So uh, that's what we're going to go with. We're going to try to expand and, and try to get more people involved and see if we could raise. We raised four grand last year for a local one. Uh, next year, we want to do eight grand for them. All right. Jeffrey, awesome. talk about what's yes. behind you. Okay, um, so I got the flyer behind me. It's going to be the Toys for Tots event, uh, and it's going to be the eighth annual Toys for Tots event at Tomb Time Stereo and Alarm in uh, Redlands, California, uh, co-sponsored by uh, Gorilla Hertz. 
Um, so for, for those of you that don't know, uh, Toys for Tots events, basically um, it's a DB drag sanctioned event. And instead of paying money uh, for registration, you would bring in a toy valued at $20 or more to be donated for the uh, Toys for Tots program. And it'll get you to uh, compete in the event. Um, we've done this, uh, like I said, eight, uh, eight years now at uh, Tomb Time, and we're gonna be doing it again uh, this weekend, I'm going to make my trip out to uh, California again, um, which you don't have to twist my arm about. I'm, I'm just, you know, looking for a reason to go back to uh, SoCal uh, to, to do an event anyways and, you know, have it at uh, at Mike at Mike's shop at Toon Time Stereo, um, you know, eight years running is, yep. is just, uh, just awesome and hope to see everybody out there. Um, and, you know, I think at, in one podcast, I was telling people it does, you don't have to limit yourself just to one toy, you know. Bring as many as you want. It's going for a worthy cause. You know, it's going to that child who would have probably, you know, had a Christmas without having uh, a Christmas gift. So just knowing that, uh, you know, you're donating a toy for that, mm -hmm. it makes everyone feel good inside. So. Yep. Uh, I mean, I went down there and did events for him too before you were a judge. So, I mean, he's, he's right. a yeah. huge supporter of DB Drag, mm -hmm. probably one of the longest standing uh db drag supporters at least down in socal for sure yeah so mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, yeah always support the people that support what you love to do right so, exactly uh what about you mr gregory we start up our cash day season next year uh next year in march mm -hmm. uh we finished up our toys for tots event last weekend with 14 boxes collected awesome. uh, it's a good number for us and uh yeah we start up with uh cash days uh in march and our first 2X is high voltage in East Tennessee. All right. Very cool. And uh, for those people that don't know, so next weekend's mine and my wife's 30th anniversary. So I will be out of town next weekend. Um, and then after that, which will be the 11th Sunday, December 11th, we'll be once again at Nyman's. Remember the one who started this whole thing with the yeah. Toys for Tots for DB Drag? It's been his 13th or 14th uh, year consecutive. Wow. COVID didn't even stop us. <laughs> um, and, uh, we, we have a toys for tots every year. We gain thousands and thousands of dollars on the raffle. Um, we usually have two, um, trailer fulls of toys to take. We go to the Shriners and we go to the, uh, battered women's shelter with those uh, toys. Um, it, it's a, it's a great event. So if you guys want to be part of that and, um, want to come in, like said, like Jeffrey said, it's not just one toy. I mean, Shoot, I'm not going to turn you away if you want to compete and you only brought one um, one toy. I'm not going to turn you away. But know that people are going to look at you sideways because <laughs> you got $15,000 in your uh, stereo system and you're not exactly. even willing to support you know, a, a child that doesn't even have a toy. So, I had a guy show up with $100 worth of Hot Wheels, the single Hot Wheels cars, there you $100 go. worth. Yep, and wow. and I will tell you at, at the Nyman's event, people just show up left and right. People that haven't competed in years. We got um, uh, Bill Johnson and Melissa Johnson, mm. and they just show up and they just bring handfuls of toys, and, and that's and that's where they give them, you know. And they aren't competing at all. So we got people that used to compete that bring toys and all that stuff. So hey, if you guys are anywhere near Sacramento on the 11th. Um, come on by and participate in Nyman's um, Mellow's Auto Toys for Tots. I think it's your 13th or 14th year, uh, so please come by and check it out. 
Uh, anyway, guys, um, are you guys good for two weeks from now? Sure. <laughs> Rob's good. Greg's good. Hey, guys, hit up your buddies, Rob and Greg, yeah. Jeffrey or myself, mm -hmm. and uh, let's make this a real good uh, conversation. And actually, I might be able to um, grab uh, um, Ray Choi might be available, he said. He's not sure. Um, but uh, Ray Choi may be available and also possibly Wyatt or Chet. And maybe mm -hmm. grab another judge just to kind of – bounce some ideas off of and we might have a couple of these definitely during the off season you know we have a couple of mm -hmm. we have a month or so where we don't have a handful of shows and maybe just talk about this stuff and try and get it hashed out because we want the organization to be better for everybody so definitely yeah, yeah and we've always have uh technically an open forum where people would voice their opinion or mm -hmm. suggestions with rules it's not just you know every december is when we do it it's, it's throughout the year and mm -hmm. and you know we always take in consideration what works what doesn't work and, you know, we're not, you know, trying to be hard about things. We just want to be able to make things fair for everyone so everyone could have a place to play and, you know, and have fun, basically. And also remember when you guys make these suggestions and whatnot, um, mm -hmm. this is a international organization. So we mm -hmm. have people in Brazil. We have um, people in um, Trindad. Um, potentially people in Barbados, uh, people in, you know, all of Europe. We have people in Russia. We have people in Ukraine. We have people in China, Japan. Uh, it's Australia. been a minute since we've had the Australia, right? Yeah. So we have people all over the world that compete, and we got to take into consideration the vehicle conditions that they have in those countries also. So, all right, guys. Once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Awesome discussion. A last minute for uh, Chris and Rob to jump in. I think you guys did an awesome job. I hope you had a good time. Yes. Appreciate um, it. Jeffrey, Appreciate as always, great job, sir. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week on This Week in Car Audio. Peace. 530 California time, the only time that does matter. We are <laughs> out of here.